Welcome to a Locked On Titans podcast live draft reaction show. The Titans have made three picks in day two of the NFL draft, and boy, was it a surprise. All I have to say to you folks is this, Malik, let's get it. You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, the Tennessee Titans have, in my mind, salvaged the weekend, cleared the smoke, made the picture clear as to what the plan is. They draft Malik Willis at pick 86, trade up with the Las Vegas Raiders to get their quarterback of the future. And boy, I just absolutely love this value. Not only that, but we're going to break down all three picks for the Tennessee Titans that they made on day two of the NFL draft. Before we get into breaking all of it down, so much to talk about. I got to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. If this is your first ever listen to the Locked On Titans podcast, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. You can find the Locked On Titans podcast everywhere and always free. That includes the Locked On Titans YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe there. Smash that notification bell so you know when all my content goes live. Throw a thumbs up on the video if you're watching on YouTube right now. Follow me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans. Going to have film breakdowns for Malik Willis coming up later this week. I mean... Incredible. Uh, I know I'm supposed to remind you guys too. I'm your host, Tyler Rowland, Tennessee Titans fanatic for nearly 25 years, breaking down the X's and O's every single day, Monday through Friday, all year round here on the Locked, and Titan, Locked on Titans podcast. I'm, I'm perplexed, near speechless. Well, you guys know me. I'm never truly speechless, but man, Malik. Okay, so I gotta say, I gotta eat some crow first and foremost, straight up front. I'm always going to do this, guys. I make my predictions. I get them right. I get them wrong. And I was wrong about this. I did not think that the Titans would be taking Malik Willis. Some of the pre-draft info before the draft started tonight didn't indicate that the Titans were real uh, one of the teams that were truly interested in Malik Willis. But And who knows if the Titans were interested. Maybe the Titans weren't interested. Who knows? But when you have the value that the Titans just got at pick 86, some people thought Malik Willis was going to go number two. Some people thought he'd go number nine. Most people thought he would go 19 or 20 to get a guy who could have gone in the first round based on his traits alone and get that guy at pick 86. There is no risk for the Titans. There is no risk here. None. I, I mean, they, they got extra picks in the middle. They got a pick at 69. They got a pick at 35. This is a this is a luxury pick. And again, this is like the cherry on the cake. We didn't realize what was happening. We didn't understand that that a, that an ice cream sundae was being built in front of us. AJ Brown was traded. Traylon Burks was drafted. That was putting the banana down in the dish. We just thought it was throwing a peel and we were slipping on the banana peel. No, no. We didn't slip on the banana peel. That was the banana being put in the dish. And then you come back. You add another corner, you could never have too many good corners. Seemed a little crazy. It all seemed a little crazy, but hey, I get it. Petit, Petit Ferrer comes in. Hey, he's probably not going to start 
year one, but he's probably going to be ready to start in year two and definitely provide some depth in year one, can play tackle and guard. Oh, okay. Okay, now there's a little whipped cream. Maybe a little chocolate syrup. Oh, and here comes Malik Willis. The cherry on top, just so just so gently placed on top of the Sunday. Guys, the Sunday is the 2023 season. I know that this sucks, and I know a lot of people don't want to hear it, but let's be real. Put it all together. Tannehill just torpedoing the Titans in the playoff game. John Robinson coming out around the... Co- and crying. Our general manager cried thinking about last season and the way it ended. We had to know that some drastic things were going to be done here. It shook the organization. And then A.J. Brown and that whole situation developing the way that it did, it just changed the course. And the Titans said, you know what? We got to build this offense for the future, just like they did with the defense last year. They took Rashad Weaver. They took Caleb Farley. They took Elijah Molden. They said, you know what? We're cutting these veterans, and we're going with a youth movement on defense. And it turned out. Titans said, okay, we're going with that here. Let's get into Malik Willis as a player, though. Uh, that's that's obviously the Titans' philosophical and team future aspect of it. This draft was a draft for the offense on 2023 because John Robinson feels he has his defense made for 2022 and beyond. So now you got to find a way to fix the offense from what it was. So Malik Willis at quarterback, six foot one, 219 pounds. He has a monster hands, literally monster hands, which is perfect for playing in Tennessee where there's inclement weather sometimes. It gets snowy, gets cold, Titans get home games. Big hands is important in cold weather. So Malik Willis checks those those boxes right there. He's got a cannon on, literally a rocket attached to his shoulder. Now, to be fair, judgment can be a little poor on it how much power to put on his throws he's got to learn how to you know you got to put some touch on it here and there you got to loft it here and there here's where you throw the cannonball in so he's got to learn those situational things and how to harness that energy and harness that talent and that power and then of course a dynamic runner i mean they could create packages for him and Derrick Henry to run read options on day 1 he could go into the NFL as a running back and get drafted That's how talented and dynamic of a runner he is. Now, he can be greedy. When you have that much talent and you have that much ability and you're playing at Liberty or you're playing lower than that in high school, of course you're going to run around the field and try to do the craziest stuff you've ever seen and be Michael Vick on Madden like we all did. Of course you're going to try to do that when you're that much more talented than everyone around you. But it's not going to be the case in the NFL, so he's got to harness that. He's got to hone that. But guys, I would rather have a guy with elite mobility and runability elite arm strength and teach him the fundamentals traits and mindset coach up the technique traits and mindset coach up the technique if I'm an organization if I'm a coach that's what I want to do give me the guys with all the talent in the world and I will mold that piece that's my job as a coach okay so all those moldable pieces yeah he's a home run hitter that's good and bad he's going to hit some home runs but He's going to hold the ball too long, run around, make mistakes, get a strip sack because he's running around trying to make a play. So learn how to hit the check down. Learn how to have that internal clock in your head and know when to cut it down. That's all you got to do. Develop those little things with the talent. And I got to say, I've been saying it all along, guys. Doesn't this have the feeling of Steve McNair? Wouldn't that be the emotional just cap for the Titans? 
Steve McNair gets you to the Super Bowl. They don't win. You get another guy. A minority quarterback from a small school that was doubted. Comes to the Titans. Lights the world on fire. Closes the book. Wins the Titans a championship. I mean, I know that it's it seems far right now, but it would just be a beautiful story and it would just be poetic, quite frankly, for the Tennessee Titans franchise. I, I think think it would be fantastic and I would love to see it. I, I think it'd be great for the sport. It'd be great for all of us as well. So Malik Willis, a Tennessee Titan, no pressure on him. Tannehill's going to play in 2022. You save $18 million by cutting Tannehill next year. You put Malik Willis in after a year of no pressure grooming. I mean, this is this is a moment. Don't you guys feel it? Don't you feel it? We started with the AJ trade, and there's always conflict early in any incredible story. But you guys can feel it like I can feel it right now. This is a moment in the franchise history that we're going to look back on and be like, you know, we were all scared and freaking out. Me included. Me most. I'm probably the number one person to put on trial. Panicking early. Freaking out. But look is looks what's happened here. The Yes, 2022. Maybe the Titans aren't all in for 2022 now. And maybe AJ forced their hand in that way. They had to abandon that 2022 ship and look forward. to For this to be the outcome when they decide to change course and look forward. There's no downside to this pick. Yeah, if they would have taken Malik Willis higher in the draft, it'd be way more risky. There'd be way more criticism. But this, this is this is incredible. This is and go watch the video. I retweeted it on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans. Watch the video of Malik Willis crying with his family after he got picked, and tell me that that dude isn't going to blaze a trail through the NFL. I mean. I mean, this is this is this saved the weekend. This saved the weekend. Uh, you could feel it coming. McCreary, a little weird, no lie, a little unexpected, but a good player who makes sense. And boy, do I have some testimonials to go over with you guys from my guy over at Locked On Auburn. Uh, I can't wait for those conversations to get you guys a better feel for uh, for who McCreary is. But then the the Petit Ferrer. You're like, okay, I, all right, that pick makes sense. J-Rob, you're getting back on track here. Maybe it's not too late. And then to do this. And they went up and got him too. No chances. We're not sitting at 90. We're going to 86 and making sure. Now, they could have gone up even higher, of course. But the value, they were chasing the value and they got it. I mean, this is uh, this is pretty great. This is pretty great stuff. I'm excited to see what the Titans do going forward. I'm checking the draft at all times. It's not over yet. Certainly not. The Titans could trade back in. It goes to pick 105, and I'm going to be monitoring that. But uh, before we move forward here, uh, just want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream, putting out daily Monday through Friday Tennessee Titans content for free, not only during the season, but all year long. So let's move forward here to give you guys uh, uh, another recap of Roger McCreary. So, McCreary was taken by the Titans at pick 35. A couple of different things that I want to talk about here with the pick. Just philosophical team stuff with McCreary. Not so much him as a player, which I'll touch on in just a moment. But, so again, this is an eye towards 2023, in my opinion. So, you have 
Elijah Molden, who last year was the Titans' primary slot cornerback, but he came off the field on passing situations and Buster Screen would come in. Because Elijah Molden just simply isn't super equipped to be a man cover corner, which was part of the reason, the only skepticism I had about Elijah Molden when he was originally drafted last year was he doesn't seem like a man corner. Well, the Titans found a way to utilize his skills and use him best in the system by letting him focus on first and second down where he can blitz off the slot. He can play against the run and be a pseudo linebacker, but keep the Titans in their nickel defense so they're not susceptible to the pass. It was a cheat code. Elijah Molden's a cheat code last year. Well, when you take him off the field on third downs, you add a guy like Buster Screen. And while Screen played pretty well, and I'm glad the Titans brought him back, you would like to have a little bit more youth and a, and a, a more higher upside player there. So now, let's say this. you got Caleb Farley and Christian Fulton on the outside. you got Elijah Molden in the slot on early downs. And then you put in Roger McCreary to play the slot on passing downs to take that Buster Screen role. Or if Caleb Farley doesn't come along, like we need, or his injuries don't progress like they hope. And I know Mike Vrabel was all happy and hype about Caleb Farley recently, but clearly it's a lying season for the Titans organization. So, basically, McCreary could be the slot passing, the passing slot right away. Or if Caleb Farley, the downside of this, if Caleb Farley doesn't pan out, McCreary is a guy who could probably play a little bit on the outside as well. Also, if Amani Hooker, who will be a free agent after 2022, decides to leave in free agency, the Titans are going to need another safety, and Elijah Molden, some people thought, could play safety. So maybe with 2023 in mind, again, that is the clear philosophy of this draft, With 2023 in mind, maybe the idea is Roger McCreary eventually becomes the full-time slot with Farley and Fulton on the outside, and then you have KB and Elijah Molden in the back end. And also, talking about 2022, the Titans lose Dane Crookshank. Well, when Crookshank was hurt in the middle of the year, who played the Crookshank role and went one-on-one against tight ends? It was Elijah Molden. So now you can have Molden and McCreary as the slots on either side with Fulton and Farley on the outside and Hooker and Bayard in the back for 2022. So whether it be 2023 or 2022, the McCreary pick makes sense. Also, McCreary, physical player, tenacious in the slot, great with press coverage. And what do the Titans like to do when the chips are on the line? They go press man with a robber over the middle, with Kevin Bayard roaming over the middle, and Imani Hooker roaming in the back end. That's what the Titans do when the money's on the line. Okay. So, Roger McCreary, tough in the slot, physical, press corner. Yeah, he's only 5'11", 190-some pounds, but he's feisty. And that's important. He doesn't have great straight-line speed, but he's got good quicks. He's fluid. He's a fluid athlete, especially with his transition. So, think, you're playing press coverage on a wide receiver at the line of scrimmage. Eventually, at some point in time, you're back, you hit. You backpedal, and at some point, you've got to open your hips and start to turn and run. They call that a transition. You're transitioning from your backpedal to your run, to your gait. Fluid, smooth transitioner, which goes perfectly with his press coverage, and a guy with SEC experience that's obviously big-time college football experience has proven to be a, a really important measure for John Robinson at this point. So, yes, I know. 
Titans didn't take another wide receiver, but they got Traylon Burks. And Jerome, I'm going to shout out Jerome. He said, y'all tripping, it's still April. When did we trade for Julio Jones last year? It was in June, correct? June or July? Maybe even August? Um, so, yeah. The team is still going to try to win this year. I agree with you 100%. Yeah, they're going to try to win and probably have a good chance of making the playoffs. But I'm just saying this draft, this draft right here, obviously has an eye towards the future. So, I love what the Titans have done here. Once you see the clear picture, yes, it was a tough pill to swallow. But once you see the picture here, I like what the Titans have done so far with the situation in the hand that they were dealt and they had to go with. Uh, I, I mean... Traylon Burks, about as close as you can come. A rookie with A.J. Brown out of the draft. McCreary, I like that. As as a player, he's a solid player. So, hey, you can never have too many good corners, right? Petit Ferrer, we're going to talk about him a little bit more to cap off. This second day recap, and then obviously Malik Willis. Again, the cherry on top. Oh, man. Just very excited. Very happy at the way this turned out. I can't believe that uh, we were able to turn this weekend around like this. And day three still remains, and the Titans have a ton of picks. So, oh, just to remind you guys, I'm going to be here tomorrow. I'm going to be going live. I'm going to be giving instant reactions and dropping them on the YouTube channel. I'm going to be all over the Locked On NFL live coverage as well. I mean, the the content does not stop. I'm going to have another full recap up for you guys on Sunday night. We're going to be going over every single prospect throughout next week, probably the next few weeks, breaking down all these prospects individually on my Twitter account, at Tic Tac Titans. I'm going to be doing film breakdowns and film analysis and posting clips. I mean... The content stream is going to keep coming here on the Locked On Titans podcast, so make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. But we are going to move into a conversation about the other prospect the Titans drafted tonight, Nicholas Petit Ferrer from Ohio State. Before we get into that, though, I do just want to remind you guys about the incredible coverage that we're doing on the Locked On Podcast Network, the Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Go there right now for full live coverage of the draft. We're going to be live all seven hours of the draft on Saturday as well, so make sure that you guys check that out. We are going to talk some Nicholas Petit Ferrer here in just a moment. Titans fans, we're going to cap off this day two recap of the Locked On Titans podcast. So, just to go over the picks that we've seen so far, the trade-up for Traylon Burks, trading away A.J. Brown. We saw Roger McCreary, cornerback from Auburn. We saw Nicholas Petit-Ferrer, offensive lineman from Ohio State. And then, of course, Malik Willis, quarterback out of Liberty. So, to go over Petit-Ferrer a little bit here. He is an athletic offensive lineman. He has played both tackle spots, could play some guard uh, at the NFL level as well. Body-wise, he's got an ideal frame, six foot five. He's got not super long arms, but he's got sufficient length in his arms to be able to play some tackle for you. Although he may be better at guard, he can play some tackle. And I think the Titans see him as a tackle. Just my feelings, just my vibe on the situation right now. So, what he's good at. He's explosive out of his stance. He's good recovering when he gets beat on an initial move because he's got quick feet, very nimble feet. They called him popcorn feet. I saw on a scouting report on Twitter after he was picked. And I I get what they're saying there. He's able to really move his feet around quickly, which is important for offensive linemen and pass protection. He's got a really good pass protection set. Like when he gets out of his stance and starts coming backwards, a really good balance set so that he can take on any kind of move, an outside move, 
uh, an outside rush, trying to get to the corner, an inside counter, something like that. He can adjust, reset because he's got quick feet. Also, in the run game, what do the Titans do on offense, guys? They run the zone scheme, which requires a ton of reach blocks, a ton of combo blocks, a ton of double teams where you climb up to the second level to get on a linebacker's hat. All of that stuff is stuff that Petit Ferrer does very, very well. Okay, so what does he not do very well? Well, just to go over it, oh, Matt Corral got taken by Carolina. Good good for them. Good for them. Dylan Parnum got uh, taken by Memphis, a guy I was pretty interested in. Nick Cross, safety out of Maryland. David Bell, wide receiver out of Purdue. Brian Robinson, running back out of Alabama. Oh, man, I, I liked all these guys from the Titans in the mid-rounds. This is sad. David Bell kind of reminds me of Robert Woods. But anyway, getting back to uh, Petit Ferrer. And just so you guys know, it's Petit Ferrer. Petit Ferrer. Print, you know, I'm culture. Okay. Uh, moving forward, though, but so he's really good with those combo blocks. Really good at double teaming and then climbing up to the second level. And because he has nimble feet and good balance, he's able to break down in space and take on those linebackers at the second level. We see perfect example is David Long. David Long on the Titans is not a big bodied guy with long arms and uh, great strength. He's an undersized linebacker. So instead of taking blocks on with his hands and trying to hold and then shed, he tries to slip around the big offensive tackles and uses quick. Well, Petit Ferreira is a guy who could counter that very well because he could break down and mirror that quickness from the linebacker at the second level. So that is, I love those traits. Now, the downsides here, Petit Ferreira doesn't have great strength in his core. He needs to add mass. He needs to add weight. Same thing as Dylan Raiden's last year, quite frankly. They need to add mass to their core. Getting an NFL program, don't be expected to start year one. Add that mass, add that strength so you can anchor and take on those bull rushers because guys in the NFL have great strength and they have really long arms. And if you don't have a good anchor, they're going to put their hands right in your chest and they're going to drive you back into the quarterback. So you've got to improve that anchor, especially at offensive tackle where guys can get uh, an extended head start to get that speed to power rush going. That's why at guard, guys can't fire off the ball and get a head start like they can on the edge. So it becomes less of an issue. But either way, I think the key for air, uh, will play uh, at offensive tackle, and this leads us to question, is Dylan Raidens now a guard? Some of these questions that need to be answered, but I think Petit Ferrer is a really good fit for the Titans as a guy who could give you some spot minutes if you need it in his rookie season, but could just develop for 2023. Again, this draft, to me, is just a look. What the Titans did in 2021 for the defense, they're doing now in 2022 for the offense, but with those dividends expected to pay off in 2023. That's where we're at. Yeah, I, I know Willis and Burks are on the phone right now. I hope, man. I hope that is a, a combination that will carry us for the next five years. Willis to Burks. Willis to Burks. Malik Willis up to Traylon Burks. Touchdown, Titans. You can hear Mike Keith now, can't you? Yeah, I, I love that. Uh, yeah, 90 and 169 were traded. But I talked about that earlier. Literally in the pre-draft live that I did, I talked about the Titans packaging 90 and 169, 69 and 169 to try to make a move and get somebody that they want. So, I, 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 I mean, obviously, I've said this all episode. I'm going to continue to say it. The A.J. Brown trade start to this draft session was a tough pill to swallow. But now that we see the vision and what the Titans' plan was, they executed that plan correctly. Maybe you disagree with the plan, but they executed the plan that they had correctly. And I think uh, I think this this is a big win for the Titans. 
yeah, the Titans may not win the Super Bowl in 2022, okay? They probably weren't going to anyway because of the hamstrung, uh, hamstrung cap situation with Tannehill, Bud Dupree, Julio's contract. So, I, uh, yeah, yeah, Brian says, how in the bleep did we get this upside at the most important position deep in the third? I don't know, guys. It's awesome. I mean, it's awesome. And there, are, and there are so many good tight ends still on the board, guys. So many good tight ends still on the board. Amari Barno, a guy I like at edge, still on the board. Now, the Titans don't have a pick tomorrow until uh, 131 and then 143. And then they should still have 204 and 219. So they'll have four picks tomorrow. I think they probably only need uh, two. Maybe three, put uh, 131 and uh, 219 together, jump up into the one teens, and then you still have, you know, your your 143 and your 204. I think that would make a ton of sense. Turn two picks into one, come away with Burt, McCreary, Petit Ferrer, Willis, and then three more guys, a seven-player draft class with all the capital that you got, planning towards the future. Let's add some defensive guys in the back. Let's get a Dane Belton. Let's get a Smoke Monday to play safety. Let's get uh, uh, a Daniel Bellinger. Let's get, uh, oh my God, if we could get Chick Conquo out of Maryland, trade up to 115 and get him. I, I don't care. Get Chick Conquo out of Maryland. He is John U. Smith 2.0. We just reload the offense. Imagine Chig, Malik, Traylon together. Man, getting excited again. Just when I think I'm out, they pull me back in. Oh, God. I'm excited to download a, a custom draft class on Madden and get Malik Willis running around. I'll probably sit in 2022 just for the heck of it. Whatever. But, man, just uh, the weekend turned around. You can't give it an A right now, but the Titans found a way to turn this into a B, maybe even a B plus. I'm so excited to see what they do on day three and how they continue to add pieces. Think about guys who were found on day three. For the Titans, uh, a guy like David Long, a guy like Dane Crookshank, also found. I mean, Rashad Weaver was in the fourth round last year. So I, I think the Titans really have some great options going forward to continue. At Ruckert, still available. I, I don't want to speak too much on certain people because, you know, the draft is still going on. And by the time people hear this tomorrow morning, maybe, maybe some of these guys aren't, but there are. There are five picks left in the third round right now. Um, so let's hope that some good tight ends are still available. I would still like some interior offensive line. Jeremy Ruckert just got picked. Jeremy Ruckert literally just got picked by the Jets. So sorry about that. There's probably a tight end run coming. Man, I don't want to go off air because I, I don't want the Titans to pick and then I miss it. You know, we might have to hang out for another 15 minutes or so. There's four more picks. So let me see if I can uh, see if I can go on Twitter here and kind of get these picks in advance. Oh yeah, the free agent market. Let's go over some of these names real quick: Tyron Matthew, Jadavian Clowney, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Julio Jones, J.C. Treader, Eric Fisher, Akeem Hicks, Will Fuller. Will Fuller could be a good fit for the Titans right there. Anthony Barr, Melvin Ingram. Trey Flowers, Dwayne Brown, 
Jerry Hughes. Yeah, I, I mean, a lot of a lot of great players available. All right, rookie mini camp is in two weeks. Baker Mayfield's going to Carolina. That's pretty crazy. Waiting for these picks to drop. Are there any new picks? Are there any new picks? They've been they've been announcing them even later and later and later on Twitter as we get later in the draft. I think as the picks just come in so quick, there's no need to tip them and there's no big um no big process to get the picks on. Guys, I don't want to go off air until these picks come in just in case the Titans trade back in. I don't think they're going to, but you just never know. Yeah, I mean, John Robinson and Mike Vrabel are doing press conferences and stuff. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the Titans are going to pick again. Hold my breath. I've been wrong on quite a bit this weekend. So, But either way, yeah, man, I can't wait to watch some Malik Willis stuff. It's going to be a long weekend. I'm going to be watching his highlights and stuff all night, trying to cut something up for you guys. Okay, here we go. It's a whole new era for the Tennessee Titans. Right here, right now. Pretty crazy. Uh. Trying to think if there's anything else. What are the needs remaining for the Titans? Uh, I think they could stand to use an edge rusher. I think they need a safety. I think they could go for a pass coverage depth linebacker as well. I think that would be an option. Um, let's look at some players that are still available. Wide receiver, of course. Uh, Calvin Austin from Memphis could make a lot of sense. Um. Daniel Bellinger at tight end. Khalil Shakir at wide receiver. Isaiah Likely at tight end. JoJo Doman from Nebraska, the pass coverage linebacker. He could make some sense. Um, yep, Amari Barno, of course. Like Amari Barno. Maybe Kyle Phillips from UCLA at wide receiver. Maji Sanders, uh, my Jay Sanders. I think my Jay Sanders got taken. I, I do. I do, to be honest with you. I thought I saw that he did get taken. I'm trying to go through it right now. You guys can literally see me looking at my phone. This is high-quality production right here. It's draft day, though. Yep. My Jay Sanders just got taken by the Arizona Cardinals, uh, literally at pick 100. So, yeah, there's, there's that. That's unfortunate. Those some really good players come off the board, guys, that I really like. Um, but I guess that's that's the beast. Donovan West, another guy. If if they see Petit Ferrer, that's what if they take another offensive lineman, it's going to tell us that they see Petit Ferrer either as an interior offensive lineman or or a tackle. Because if they take a guy who's purely a tackle, then we know that they see him as an interior guy. And if it's interior, then we know it's tackle. Maybe they don't go offensive line, but uh, yeah, it's time to start thinking about running backs too. I'm honest with you. Ty Chandler out of North Carolina. Um, Cade York. You guys interested in Cade York, the kicker out of LSU? Pierre Strong from South Dakota State, the running back. I think it makes some sense. Cade Otten's still there. I'm worried about a tight end run happening. That's what I'm worried about right now. I'm honest with you guys. Tight ends are going to start coming off the board quick. This is the thing. I would still love to get my hands on Romeo Dubes. If that's the wide receiver the Titans leave with, another wide receiver, I love Romeo Dubes. He's awesome. He does so much. Return. Um, 
feet speed, good hands, gadget ability as well. I mean, I love Romeo Duve. He's my guy. Yep, Tannehill is going to start this year, no doubt about it. And then Malik Willis is going to sit and learn. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is 100% the plan. Yeah. Chig Conquo. Hoping the Titans can get him tomorrow. Malik Willis just tweeted, Glory to God, so thankful for the opportunity. PGFE. PGFE. I don't, God got his. I don't know what, what all that is. God got his, of course, the religious thing, but. I don't know the TGFE thing, but hey, I'll probably figure it out eventually. Dane Belton. Like these names. Uh, Balen Spector is a guy I like a lot. Jeff Gunter. Cole Turner. Another tight end I'm interested in. So, I mean, there's still a lot of people left. Still a lot of people here. So, very excited to, to continue to dive into this draft, man. What a, what a great time we're having this Malik Willis. Uh, Election, man. Just totally caught me off guard. Can't believe it. Yeah, Burks is going to start day one. They're throwing Traylon Burks the ball about five or six times in the first week. So, yeah, don't worry about that. I think they plan to feed him targets pretty early on. I hope. Dear Lord. But anyways, yeah, guys, this was this was great fun. I'm going to be back. I'm going to kick things off tomorrow at about 11.30 a.m. Eastern time. Have another day three pre-draft live edition. Then I'm going to be... uh doing analysis and instant reaction tweets throughout the day three process. And then I'm going to be back with you guys after day three for a little instant reaction. Probably be about 10 minutes because I'll have the 30-minute full recap. I'll do a 10-minute recap of day three only. And then a full draft recap will drop on YouTube on Sunday night. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Tight.